it going, everybody? This is Jonah Buske, and you're listening to The Ferryman Show. This is my show about love. I talk to my friends who are passionate about something, and I learn a little bit from them. I hope you guys do, too. Sit back, relax, come kick it with us. Enjoy. So, welcome to the Ferryman Show, everybody. This is Jonah Buskang. I am back with my dear friend, Gabe Hoskins. Even though Gabe's a couple thousand miles away, I really wanted to talk to him because we got really close really fast, and I got to know a lot about him and learned that he's one of the most passionate people in the world. And he is creative and creates beautiful film and photos and conversation and gives a lot of love in the world. So I wanted to talk to him. Um, it's kind of an experiment. I've never done the virtual thing. So we're on Zoom. and I have all sorts of microphones and wires and different screens up right now trying to figure out how to make it work. But yeah, we're making it happen. I'm super happy to have you here, Gabe. Super happy to be here. My job feels pretty easy because I'm in my room with my laptop. So Yeah, we just get to hang out. Sweet. Okay, so you were just in Europe for how many months? I was, yeah. I was there for it was like just under two months. We were lucky enough to get to experience and travel through, I think it was nine countries. So you've had kind of this cycle where you stay at home for a couple months, save up some money, and then go on a big adventure and travel the world. How did that, did you have to learn about that kind of lifestyle and how that works or did you kind of just send it? Um, when I, my first like big trip was Hawaii. That's where I met you. And I definitely just kind of sent it then, um, but then learned basically like everything that I've taken for it in Hawaii and basically just figured it out as I went along, um, which definitely had, there was definitely a learning curve at first. There was like a solid two weeks at the beginning of the trip where like basically nothing went right. Yeah. And I didn't really like talk to anybody. I didn't know anybody. You were stuck in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that was luckily only like three days. Do you want to tell and, tell briefly that story of how you got to Hawaii and how we met eventually? Yeah, for sure. So well, I'll start in high school. So in high school, they pass around the common app. You fill it out like for college and everybody got the common app, including me and everybody was filling it out. And I was just kind of like staring at it. I was like, no, like I'm just not <laughs> going to do this right now. I want to move to Hawaii for a little while. And so I worked um, basically like a year and a half 
saved up all my money and I was constantly looking for something called work trade, which you work, you don't get paid, but you get free accommodations. So I had been looking for probably four months and finally a guy contacted me. He's like, hey, come work out on my farm on Maui, the North Shore. I've got enough food for three meals a day. There's other young people around, public transportation, a little hut for your shelter, Wi-Fi, running water, um, 30 hours a week, and you get to live here for free. So I'm like, okay, sick. And so within, I think it was like eight days, I bought my plane ticket and flew out and show up at the farm. And the guy I talked to is not there. I'm like, where's this guy? And the guy who picked me up, he's like, oh, he's in Alaska checking on his other properties. Had you set up like a date and everything, like your arrival was very clear? Very clear, yeah. So he basically just dipped and went to Alaska (laughs) um, last minute and didn't really tell me about it. And so there's no one else on the farm except for the guy who picked me up, his wife and their like two-month-old baby. They have like a little hut on the farm. And so he shows me my little hut which turns out to be a tent uh, where the door doesn't zip shut and a moldy mattress. Um, All the food that he said was good is moldy. And there is running water. Funny enough, there was Wi-Fi too. Really? Yeah, nobody else on the farm. And like, yeah. So basically showed up. No transportation either. You were tucked in the Correct. back of the jungle. Correct. Oh, gosh. What was the name? Do you remember the name of where that was? It was in Haiku, it, right? Yeah, it was in Haiku. That's yep. it. Um, and Haiku is... I lived not too far from it, but we only, right. we only realized that in retrospect. Yeah. So, and I was on the road to Hana, which is like one of the most famous roads in the world, but it is in the middle of absolutely nowhere. So, Anyway, show up to show up to Maui, end up in that situation. Um, basically, like everything that could have gone wrong, well, not everything, but a lot of what could have gone wrong went wrong. And I was just kind of like instantly thrown into what do I do? How do I get out of this situation? Like instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me three days to get off the farm. And luckily, I contacted this hostel called the Aloha Surf Hostel. I booked, I think, three nights there like paid to stay there and then I got an interview while I was there and luckily got hired so then I got to live at the hostel so fast forward like a week or two I believe and Danny shows up at the hostel and everyone at the hostel was kind of older than me I was 19 at the time and I think Danny was 19 at the time um and so we like really did everything together and just became like really good friends. And then Jonah here had been friends with Danny from the bee farm, correct? Well, it's crazy. Me and Danny's relationship goes back further, which is pretty crazy. Oh, that's right. We okay. went to high school together and weren't really friends at all and kind of just knew who each other were, but weren't really friends. And then I showed up to Maui to do a similar work trade with as Gabe described, but obviously mine didn't end up catastrophically. 
Um, I went to go work at a bee farm, and it turns out that Danny Liu, we love her, was at this same farm, and I had like known nothing about her, but we had gone to high school together, and we became super tight. Um, and she's one of the dearest people in my life, kind of randomly. Um, and yeah, and then and then we met, and then Gabe eventually left and went to Oahu for a little bit, and then yep. I also went to Oahu for like a week and a half, and we got to see each other again and hang out there, which was another whole universe, basically. It doesn't feel oh like God. the same same place. I haven't seen you in person for over a year now, probably. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. We did a lot. Oahu is crazy because we jam-packed so much in there. Yeah, I mean, I was only there for a week and a half, and I feel like so much happened. I met so many great people made so many crazy memories in a tiny amount of time yeah remember we woke up one morning and kyle walks up to me another great friend of ours and she's like gabe we're going skydiving you're coming (laughs) okay that was my birthday it was your birthday that was awesome that was a heck of a birthday so you had a you had a pretty shocking introduction to hawaii that I'm sure was at the time super terrifying. Yeah. Looking back at that experience, what do you think you were able to to take away and learn from that kind of like immediate shock? To be honest, I think that immediate shock is the reason the entire trip worked out so well. Hmm. Um because I got there and just had to instantly get out of a situation, which forced me to go to the hospital, which forced me to get the truck, which forced me to hang out with Danny, which like met you, blah, blah, blah. And then just all this stuff kind of is all linked together and it all gets traced back to just me leaving there. And, um, and it's really just like what I learned from that experience, which I'm sure I'm going to list off like so many cliches in this but there's there's (laughs) cliche for a reason but yeah so i mean it's like a lot of things happen for a reason and that was definitely like that definitely happened for a reason because it kind of gave me the whole trip that i had and i wouldn't have changed one thing about that trip when i when i think of gabe i think of creation in a sense of you're not making anything new but you're finding a new view on the world you see because Mm -hmm. a lot of times that i've been with you we've been in beautiful places and you create a new perspective on that place with your camera how does creativity come to you and what does creativity mean to you and why is photography and filmmaking the medium that speaks to you oh man um bunch of loaded questions there (laughs) i think it just means um expressing it's being yourself in a visible form almost i think photography and videography especially video is just kind of like me um looking at something and finding a way to tell the story that's kind of happening in my head if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and kind of like making other people feel the emotions that 
I was feeling in that moment when I looked at that. So, yeah. yeah. And I try, that's like my main goal with video is portraying the emotion that I felt in that moment or maybe not the emotion, but the emotion that you need to feel while you watch this, just like evoking <laughs> some sort of emotion. You've had a a wide variety of styles and different types. You've had videos of crazy sweeping landscapes of like the most beautiful places in the world. But you've also had videos of you that you've made of you sitting in your room at home, bored and trying to find something to entertain you. What has been sort of your favorite project and one that you feel like you learned the most out of making? Oh God, this is such a bad answer, but like, they're all so different. Yeah. Um, like the one that you were saying, like me sitting in my room. Um, and I also like them for different reasons. Also a bad answer, but like the one of me sitting in my room where I'm bored and like, just not feeling creative. Um, I like that one because it's, like that was literally me i came up with that idea because i was sitting in my room bored and wanted to like make a video but had no like drive or motivation to do so like no creativity whatsoever and then i went to the sand dunes actually to um take pictures of the sunset because it was clear and i got to the top of the sand dune and like just felt this super cold wind come and i look and there's just this wall of fog that's Hmm. like completely erasing any trace of the sun and it's like crazy low visibility and then i just kind of like sat down and i was like well shoot there goes that so i was just kind of sitting there and i was like wait what if i made a video about not being creative and then became a creative idea yeah that was, I mean, I've loved so many of your projects, but that to me was one of the coolest ones to watch because I really felt like I could see inside your brain in that moment. Like, Thanks. like I really felt like you didn't need a, a giant landscape to captivate your viewer. It was yeah. just what was happening inside your head, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Thanks. Yeah. And sorry, I didn't even answer your question. I kind of <laughs> avoided it. But, no. um, as for my favorite project, it's, oh my gosh. I mean, I think the Oahu video, it means so much to me because it was kind of the end of my first big trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's always this nagging thing in my head because i got home from that trip and i had had basically my entire like everything material that i really cared about was stolen and do you want to tell that that story real quick because this is just (laughs) so nuts so I'm in Hawaii for four months and never had an issue with petty crime or theft or anything. 
the only real big hiccup the whole trip, apart from like feeling like I almost was dying because I got caught inside surfing <laughs> times. But um, the only like big hiccup was when I first got there. And so to close out the trip, the night before I left this four month adventure, the night before I left to go home, I was on a walk um, and I was hanging out with the girl I was talking to at the time and we were just sitting on the porch and it was probably the porch of her cabin it was probably I think it was 1 30 a.m and I had just left my cabin unlocked like 20 minutes earlier and I was just gonna go back in and I had hidden my camera bag in my bed like I always do. And so we see this car pull up and there had been some theft going on, but it was like a journal had been stolen, like a backpack, like nothing major. Um, and so none of us like thought it was gonna be like a huge problem. So I don't know. Anyway, so sitting on the porch, this car pulls up and four people get out and some of them go into the laundry room, the laundry cabin, and like wrap towels around their head so nobody can see their face. And they go behind the bushes, and my cabin's blocked by bushes from where I am. And so I'm like, what is going on? Um, and me, we're like hiding at this point because we don't know what's going on. And we're probably 20 feet away from the car. And, and you then, could see you could see this whole thing. Yeah, we were just down. watching it, just like hiding. And then this lady with the towel wrapped around her head walks out of my cabin with a backpack on. And um, the girl has, or like I didn't think of anything of it. And the girl has, was like, "Is that your stuff?" And it just kind of hit me. And so I literally watched. Um, all my camera gear, um, a ton of like sentimental, um, like souvenir type things that I'd gotten over my trip, um, a few notes from really close friends, um, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, I watched it get stolen, like right in front of me. So yeah, that was my last night on Hawaii. <laughs> After four months. Perfect bookends of the front oh and the back God. cover of catastrophe. Yeah. So, so but, not only was it your equipment, but it was also all the content you had shot, right? That Were they all it, on the camera? It was not all of the content, luckily. Um, that actually happened when I got home. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Um, I had most of the content, like, still, like, had enough like for my entire trip that I've been filming for this big video at the end. And um, I was just a complete idiot and didn't back anything up to the cloud. So I had one copy and it was on my computer. Luckily my computer was not in my backpack so it did not get stolen. So I was like, okay, all the material stuff is gone. I can live without it. Um, I still have all my footage and pictures and stuff. And so I get home and my computer, I malfunction, my computer malfunctions. I don't know what happened. And 
about two thirds to three quarters of my footage from Hawaii was deleted. Jesus. Or no, sorry. All of it was deleted. My dad, who has worked with computers for almost 30 years, did some wizardry and got like a quarter of it back. And Fuck. between that and um, some stuff that our good friend Zoe Cash and spent, um, I was able to create the Oahu video that I have. But it was yeah. it was really cool to watch because like knowing the backstory of it and knowing how like scrappy the video was and how you were just like pulling stuff from all these different channels, like you could feel that emotion in the video, which was super cool. Yeah, it was definitely like, but that's why. So back to what we were saying before, that's why that one kind of means so much to me is because I have the whole trip that's kind of there, but it's not there. Um, and I like in my head, I know what it could have been. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it could have been, but it wasn't. So. so after you had lost all your stuff and, and everything was deleted, there was a, a GoFundMe effort to help you, right? There was, yeah. Who, that was, who initiated that? So that was the girl I was talking to at the time. Her name is Valentine. Um, and she surprised me with it actually the morning after, um, which was also my last day there. Um, you did, you didn't know that, she, that that was going to happen? No, I had no idea. Um, and yeah, it was like one of the nicest things that anybody has ever done to me. Um, and yeah, I, like, I don't know how I was that lucky at that time because I was just surrounded by so many people, um, so many loving people. And was the GoFundMe actually raised enough money for me to get an entire new camera? Um, how much did you? Camera. How much did you raise through that? Um, it raised. It was over two thousand dollars, which absolutely blows me away. Still to this day, that that happened. Um, yeah, just like thinking back to who I like was around and like how supportive everybody was. Um, like I just was so lucky. And with the GoFundMe money and I did end up being able to get some insurance money, I actually was able to get better stuff than I lost. That's awesome. So the same thing happened my last day as my first day is that it yeah. was just like brutal not brutal, but it was just like you a, can say brutal. It's pretty, pretty it fucking kind of brutal um, experience that I was like, like just like, what the heck is going on? Like, never experienced anything like this, and and then something positive came out of it again. So yeah, I've learned to just kind of like trust in what you're feeling, like just. If you're feeling sad that something happens, just like feel it. Um, but then just trust that you'll you'll kind of bounce back and that something will come out of it. 
that, that there is a reason behind most things um, and just like trusting that and just allowing yourself to kind of feel what you need to at the time and then, then moving on. Anyone that knows you knows that your body is covered in really cool tattoos. <laughs> Two questions. One, I haven't seen yeah. you in a year. Have you gotten mm-hmm. any new ones? And two, what do tattoos mean for you and why do you like to make your body a canvas? So I've gotten one, two, three, four more since since you've seen me. And they all have every tattoo has like a different meaning to me. Um this it's so this not, crazy it's like art it's, this crazy art style you have going on where it's just like <laughs> so simple and like elegant and it's just like clean black lines that create the most beautiful patterns and and pictures yeah so i've drawn all of them except two and well i mean some of them are just writing obviously i didn't draw that but um yeah so i've drawn pretty much all of them and one of which my sister drew helped me draw they're fun I don't take them like too seriously Um, I have some to remind myself not to take them or myself too seriously yep Um, I view them kind of as a timeline to be honest Hmm. because like people are always like oh do you think you'll regret that and I'm like no because at this point in my life I believe this so much that I got it tattooed on my body and that's kind of like a reminder of like where I was at at that point in my life and even if your attitude changes down the line it's just a piece of memory exactly like it like if I change it doesn't change me back then so it's kind of like a reminder of like who I was even if I do change do you have a a favorite artistically and a favorite like significantly significantly yeah, probably my first one. Um, it's it's an intimate, it's the most intimate one, that's for sure. And it's kind of just like, it's almost like I was saying earlier, like you just need to feel what you do in the moment. Mm-hmm. And especially right now, like in the relationship that I'm in, it's just cool to be able to have somebody else that you can just like fully, like just like feel for. Um, but I think what it really represents is like, intimate relationships and how like important those are mm-hmm. to us as humans. We can edit this out if you don't want to talk about it. Um, but I want to know about your relationship with love. Are you in love and what does that love mean to you? Just like more simply, what is love? It's a big, not simply, that's a big question. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like it's just like everything. It's like, yeah. When I think when you are in love, everything is magnified. Like all your emotions, all your feelings, hmm. even, even physical like touch is magnified. Um, like you don't understand it and like you don't really need to hmm. as long as you just kind of go with what you're feeling. Yep. And just feel it fully. Just let yourself like 
know. No, like, yeah. Let it happen. Let it Do all. Do whatever you want. I mean, it all t- ties back to what you were saying before in sort of the, the rough patches you had in, in Hawaii. is like if you just totally submit yourself to to what happens and just be okay and give yourself fully to the environment you're in, then the outcome will, will turn out. Yeah. And I've kind of learned that over the past probably year, really, is that life is so much better because I used to do this with relationships. I would do it with um jobs i do it with sports i do it with like basically everything in my life where i was like i don't like really have like a hundred percent of me in this so that way if it goes badly i don't like i don't feel like absolute shit like right um or like i don't like fall so hard um and then basically i've been kind of like in between a relationship and then i just kind of like started to realize because stuff happened that i was like i'm just like holding myself back really i just don't want to do that anymore because it's just like life kind of goes gray on you Hmm. when you do that they moved on and i was like well i just completely missed my opportunity because I wasn't, I was too scared to just like fully feel, um, just like, like passionately feel anything really. And so that's something that I've definitely like worked on and gotten a lot better at. And now that I am better at it, it's just like life is so much better. The ups and downs are way higher and way lower, but right. I think that's life like if you're not scared at some point then uh i don't think you're really living to be honest damn yeah i mean people are probably sick of hearing me talk about this but that's really what i try to live by and that's like what my tattoo is and we've talked about this before but the concept of like being completely in awe of something and just submitting yourself and and allowing yourself to be afraid and to be scared and just accepting the situation, appreciating yeah. where you are. It it sucks when it doesn't work out. And you've, like you said, you fall really hard, Yeah. but, but it becomes worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. The highs are so high. And then like, like you said, when you fall, you fall. So, uh, we'll wrap things up. I have one final question for you ah. and then we can say goodbye. But um, I like to end on a high note, something fun and, and positive and optimistic. So yeah. my question to you is, what are you looking forward to? And that can be completely however you take it, maybe in the next couple of days, the next couple of weeks in, in life. Just what is something that you are looking forward to? Man. Everything is pretty unknown right now, but I will say I'm kind of looking forward to, I guess, like the next chapter, which I think will kind of start when I 
move and I'm planning on moving out to Oregon. I used to live there when I was little. Um, and it's kind of been the idea since last December. I just kind of feel like I am belonging back out there. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to moving to Oregon. Uh, yeah. Hopefully I'll see you out there. Yeah. Um, you, come, you gotta come, uh, kayak the rivers out there. I, I've been saying for a long time, I need to get to hood river. I, yeah. I, I went, um, two years ago while I was living in my van traveling around, I was in white salmon, which is just across the gorge for okay, like yeah. a couple of days. But I gotta, I gotta get back there. I gotta surf, ski, kayak, yeah. kiteboard, do it all. Everything. So such, I will see you. Place. I will see you in Oregon, Gabe. Sounds good. This has been such an amazing conversation. I'm so happy it that was. we could do this. It was definitely a learning experience for me, figuring out all this technology and getting everything together. But it it came out perfect. I'm so glad we got to catch up, and I got to see your face <laughs> and, and your pretty hair. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, thank you so much. This. Yeah, thank. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. And it was also very good to see your face. I like your haircut a lot. Thank you. It's a lot shorter than when I saw you in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I, ditched, I ditched the locks. For, yeah. They'll be back. They'll be back. Oh, yeah. So am I, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been The Ferryman Show. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you next time.